What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome back for another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Chris Stuber. How are you this evening, Chris? My Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Yes, I'm, uh, yes, very, indeed. very happy man. Yes, indeed, they are. Absolutely. Um, James Gale behind the scene. How are you tonight, James? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. well, We'll keep you to a minimum. Mr. Then. Roboto. <laughs> um, we've got a, uh, what's probably going to be a, a pretty brief show tonight, as many this time of year often are. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll have some fun. So thanks for hanging out with us for a bit this evening. I wanted to dive right into this poll question, Chris. Sure. Which is what? It is the Go GTS Live question of the week poll and is have you ever purchased anything from a live streaming platform and the answers or i guess the uh, results could be yes whatnot yes loop yes iso commerce and no so currently rob 51.6 percent say iso commerce yes 29 percent say no with whatnot following at 14.3% and the loop at 5.2%. And we've had a lot of votes, 252 votes so far. A lot of people chiming in on this one, Rob. Yeah, in fact, I had to put the poll up a second time because when I originally put it up, um, there were just two choices, whatnot, well, mm -hmm. three, whatnot, loop, and no. Okay. And within like a half hour i had over 20 replies mm -hmm. saying i have but i couldn't vote because iso commerce is where i purchased now <laughs> you know i'm getting older so my mind isn't as sharp as it used to be because i was like I've never even heard of ISO. Me Commerce. neither. I'll be honest. Me neither. When I just saw that as a answer potential, um, never ever heard of it. So first off, terrible name. Second of all, um, as someone who at least likes to think that they have their thumb on the pulse of the hobby week in, mm -hmm. week out, uh, the fact that that was my first reaction, sure, um, is indicative of some terrible marketing and so and then as i was thinking about it later in the day i was like you know i i vaguely remember uh -huh. and james maybe this will be the one other time we get you to chime in even with your mr roboto voice <laughs> something was tickling the back of my head saying uh -huh. i vaguely vaguely remember just a bl maybe just a blip about this and okay. maybe a hobby happenings a couple of years ago um james did does did that ring a bell to you or did you did you know it as yeah, what looks like the most popular platform is yeah. it is it a social is it a social media thing? No, social it's media driven thing or commerce small to um like a whatnot or kind of like Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um first I don't think I knew what the name was. Second, I'm still gonna say terrible name. I mean, sorry, it's, Ivan. Got, it's yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, bro. You know, I love you, but I mean, it's got no cachet to it whatsoever. Right. And I mean, can't Costanza would argue with you. Oh, it's got cachet, baby. But it's got I cachet. So yang, for, baby. I so stand for each Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, right. But is yeah, it? Yeah, I, I still, I still think it's an, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's so bland and generic. I mean, it's it's got commerce in the title. I don't want to, I'm not here to bash it, but I'm telling you, 
that the fact that I didn't know that this was a thing or could only vaguely barely remember, um, I really believe is indicative of that there needs to be a greater marketing push because 50% of the respondents or yeah, 50%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, said that this is the, their go-to platform more than double the other two, probably better well-known live streaming platforms in the hobby. So I would say this, Rob, I would say that yes, maybe they need more marketing, but the eyes that are on this show and the eyes that are on at least the GoGTS live Twitter account, they are getting the marketing or they are aware of ISO commerce in some circles or they've heard of it. So 50%, I mean, you're talking about 120 some odd voters. They know about this and they seem to be using it as well. So, Oh, that's a great thing. I mean, that's, that's great that, you know, um, if Ivan's doing that and people are seeing it and they're responding to it and going on there and selling and buying, that's great for them. I mean, I just never heard of it. Maybe we have to have our eyeballs in other places, but, um, the fact that other people are using this and it seems like it's doing some good things and having a lot of success, that's great. That's great for the hobby as well. So if there's platforms out there, Again, I think we all try to avoid fees, right? When we're trying to sell our merchandise or uh, cards or whatever it may be. And if is ISO commerce, is that fee free or is there fees attached to it as well? Um, I have no idea. I know a lot of people break on there. So I mean, the fees I would imagine would be with the seller. Sure. Uh, So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I find this whole thing very interesting because first, what else am I missing? What sure. else am I unaware of? Um, but knowing now, now knowing that Ivan is involved with it <coughs> and how savvy he is at social media, there's there's no surprise that this has been our most popular poll in like the last few months. Sure. And sure. I would imagine that he DM'd everybody that he knows about <laughs> this um, when he saw it, saying, "Hey, go vote on this." Well, he's getting marketing right now for yes, it as well. he is so getting he's, he's getting a lot yeah. of marketing right now. Sure. Um, so yeah, I was I, I was pleasantly surprised, but um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it. I guess if you don't need to market and it's still being used, yeah. good. But it's good. I think it's to be in the soft beta too. Okay. Soft beta? Okay. That would make sense um, why it hasn't been marketed, or at least we they, haven't seen it. They, Maybe it hasn't been Sure. So it's a soft yeah, beta. Only design order Skype. Okay. Well, because yeah. I was just like, um, I was just blown away by like, wait, all of these people replying like with this name that I was not familiar with. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sure. So um, as for how we voted in the poll, how about you, Chris? Have you ever bought anything during a live stream from any of these places? I have used whatnot. Um, I, I do go on whatnot periodically. I like to see what people have, you know, whether it's in, you know, cards or, they have estate sales and things of that nature. So sometimes you get some good deals on some random items. So you've actually not just gone on, but you've purchased. Something. I've had purchased. Yeah. Because you get some good okay. deals. Um, and I, I think that's a very nice community on there. People are all into it. So, um, I have used whatnot. Um, I haven't used, um, I haven't purchased anything from a, a live streaming. I, I don't have the patience for a lot you tune shopping. in and tune out just like it's like uh like a radio station or for instance on on social media you tune in tune out because people are on there all random times of the day they have all different types of items um some people have set shows whatever it may be i don't know how um loop works loop works loop is similar. very very similar very similar so um i can imagine iso commerce probably working something similar as well um they all probably have their own schedules and different breakers or different sellers. 
Well, very, very interesting. Well, I'm so, I'm so glad that so many people have found a home where live streaming, live shopping makes sense. But I do know that there's a, a whole lot more involved with that because in, when I was originally talking to Ivan about this side project he was involved in, there was a lot of content uh, hosting involved and, and things of that nature. So, you know, I think James brought up a probably a good point. It could very well be in, you know, still beta testing with that a select sense. group mm-hmm. of, of... I mean, you could go and buy as Right, right, yeah. Right. Right. Sure. Like one of GTS's customers I know is a couple, I think, are on there, including Midwest Box Breaks. And so, um, Buck City Breaks. Yep. So, very interesting. Very, very interesting. It's actually a good way to move. So, if you have a bunch of cards, if you have a ton of cards, it's a good way to move your inventory if you don't have either the time or the patience to create listings on, say, like an eBay, something like that. If you just want to move cards quick and fast, for cheap, that's a good way to move your inventory. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I look around this room and I go, man, I need someone to just take it all. You know, we've had this <laughs> conversation before. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to hold out. I think I can hold out another, I don't know, four months maybe. And then I'm just going to have to start grabbing stuff off the shelf and Selling figuring it. out what I want to do with it. But I'm definitely in the the mind frame of I can't churn and burn. I really do need to maximize. So um, not sure if that's if, if a live streaming platform is the best option for me. It could. I mean, it just depends on how much patience and time that you have and how willing you are to either negotiate or just unload what you have. You may not get exactly what you want in terms of financially um but if you want to just move inventory and people really like it it also also depends on how many people are actually in your show at that point so when you list on ebay you have a wide audience for a certain amount of time on a show that you may do for a live stream you only have so many people in your stream and they can go in they can go out so you may only be selling to maybe five people, upwards to maybe 50 people. It just depends on how popular and how people are moving in and out of your stream. And if they don't like your price, they may not bid, but if they do, they could bid it up, which could also be beneficial for you. Interesting. All right. Um, and for those that are interested, I did have a text exchange with Ivan a short while ago, and I knew that um, they were moving and they, I found out they bought a house and for their nice. growing family. So uh, our former colleague partner in crime is doing very well. And if the results of this poll question are any indicator, uh, it sounds like ISO commerce has a great future ahead. Although I still am not a big fan of the name. To <laughs> well, tell him that. Tell him all right um so yeah if you haven't weighed in on the poll question please do so i see another couple dozen people you have already weighed in and uh, we will update that later in the program Uh, but for now we do have uh some news notes and nuggets to talk to you about in the sports collectibles hobby that we all love in our weekly hobby happening segment. So without further ado, let's just dive right into it, shall we? Because here's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Oh, and before I I, I do that, um, I promised our Twitch subscribers we were going to do a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to give away all those leftover Ultra Pro samples to one yeah, nice. lucky Twitch subscriber. And we'll announce that winner at the end of the program as well. Anyway, again, here's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Uh, Well, after beating the odds and being selected as the 2022-23 Panini NBA Player of the Day National Sweepstakes winner, 
from more than 100,000 card collectors who entered mm. at over 600 hobby shops nationwide. 12-year-old Justin Laserson of Oceanside, New York, had the once-in-a-lifetime chance to spend the day with NBA great Larry Johnson. Here's a look at highlights from Justin's big day. This program is great. It's great for the youth. It's great for everybody uh, to bring new collectors in. And we, we, we target the younger kids because a lot of the kids need to be guided. He's been amazing all day. He made sure he knew everybody's name, took pictures with everybody, signed for everybody. And he really was the, the guy that we're looking for to really deliver that message for player of the day for us. And it practices where you get better. Is that right? And when he walked in the store, everybody knew who he was. He was a celebrity. You know, that's the experience that we're trying to create. I was so excited. The first NBA player that I got to, like, actually meet. And it was really surprising because I had no clue who it was going to be until the drive there. You know, we brought him out to uh, our winner's Little League basketball practice, and Larry was able to interact with him. It was really engaging. We had a great time. I enjoyed it. Those guys is 8-0. and oh. So you take 12 years old, 8-0, and oh, it's a great thing. And they can play pretty good. So Panini, we had a good time. We did a good job. And my man Justin, he got a lot today. We worked Justin today. It's nice to see, you know, a regular kid come in and be able to have a fair chance to win something like this. And it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Three, two, one. That's really cool to see Grandmama in that little highlight right there. <laughs> the 1996 Upper Deck U.S. Olympic Michael Jordan Reflections of Gold Signatures card is one of the most elusive from his career. This PSA certified example, one of just four in the PSA population report, is currently featured in Heritage Sports Platinum Night Auction, which recently opened, and the card is expected to fetch over $80,000. With 20-something days still on that, I think it. Mm. I think it's going to go more than 80, to be honest with you. That's an awesome card. <laughs> yeah, it is, and that's a tough, <laughs> tough get. Yeah. Well, we unfortunately have more hobby-related crime news. <laughs> Sports Collectors Daily reported that a hobby shop on California's north-central coast was struck by smash-and-grab burglars early Monday. The front door of Monterey Bay Collector's Lounge was smashed open around 2.20 a.m. Owner Enrique, Vale Enrique Valerial says police arrived quickly after the store's alarm sent the suspect scurrying, mm. but only after over $25,000 in merchandise had been mm -hmm. taken, including this one-of-one one Panini Zenith Trevor Lawrence autographed rookie card. High-end 49er autograph cards, a Mike Trout signed baseball, and um, couple and several boxes alone probably estimated value between four to six thousand dollars in just those cards. Valerio told a local TV station, mm -hmm. "The office was broken into, and we're still assessing the value of the cards and boxes that were stolen from our office as well." Valerio said. He believes a consignment brought in by a customer on Friday may have been the target of the thieves. Surveillance video shows a person dressed all in black, no surprise, running yeah. out the show, uh, the shop's front door. Another suspect dra dressed all in white, oh, yin and yang thieves, yeah. was also visible inside the shop. KS. BW Action News 8 has more on this unfortunate story. Police in Monterey investigating a burglary. They say it happened last night here at the Collector's Lounge, a shop that was broken into by two men who reportedly stole over $25,000 in sports memorabilia cards. Police said they got there within minutes of the break-in, but the thieves were already gone. Among the stolen items, a rookie uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence card valued on its own between eight and $10,000. These are PSA graded cards. 
they have a certification number, a serial number that is uh, unique to each card. There's also a QR code. Uh, we reached out to PSA and the main card in question uh, is a Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it's a one of one rookie card, estimated value anywhere between eight to $12,000. Police say that the, they think the cards were targeted because of their rarity and just how much they're worth. Monterey Bay Collectors Lounge says, if you may see these cards, please contact them. Check out my cards announced that in addition to sports card grading through CSG, that the company has partnered with CSG parent company, CGC, to now offer grading for several popular entertainment and gaming cards, including Marvel, Star Wars, and Pokemon, to name a few. Visit the blog at comc.com for more details. It's Pokemon. Exactly. <laughs> I've only been corrected in about a hundred times in the first two years I worked for GC. See, I knew that it just come out. It just came out that way, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be corrected, like you just corrected me. So that's fine. Well, now you'll know why um, the poll question is what it was. It got me thinking. Um, is the end of Loop and whatnot potentially in the making? If Fanatics has anything to say about it, that may eventually become a reality. Fanatics CEO Michael Rubin has consistently stated that his goal is to consolidate every channel in the sports collectibles business under the Fanatics umbrella. Now, if they were smart, they would just buy ISO Commerce. Right. That would make a lot of a sense. A few billion dollars because they have it. Sure. Um, We'll take some royalties from the morning from this evening. Let me start the sentence <laughs> over again. Anyway, having already secured licensing, eliminated multiple distributors, acquired printing and manufacturing capabilities, well, now it seems the company's next step is to consolidate the B2C e-commerce component of the market. Fanatics announced this week that it has hired Nick Bell, a former Snap and Google executive, to head its new live shopping division as CEO of Fanatics Live. What that means for already successful live streaming platforms like Loop and whatnot remains to be seen, but suffice it to say, more changes to the hobby are certainly coming. That always seems to be happening within the <laughs> hobby. New data insights into sports trading card market from Market Decipher show that at the end of 2021, the global sports trading cards market hit just over $12.9 billion. That's $12.9 billion. By 2032, it is projected to reach over 49.37 billion by growing at a compound annual growth rate or CAGR of 13%. A press release with a market overview and links to the report was published yesterday on Yahoo. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, next story comes courtesy of Christopher Brown, loyal viewer. Yesterday morning, Nashville's oldest card shop, Cards Are Fun, had an electrical issue that led to an absolutely devastating fire that destroyed the entire business. What's worse is that a string of recent break-ins resulted in insurance premium increases that the owner felt he could no longer afford the necessary insurance coverage. James, show the inside of that store. The next slide. Oof. Yeah, I just absolutely awful. Wow. <sighs> awful. Uh, WKRN News has more. 
A heartbreaking return to work this morning for one Nashville businessman. His beloved collectible card shop in South Nashville caught fire, leaving almost everything inside destroyed. News 2's Megan Kernan says the owner is left wondering what's next. I got a call at 8 o'clock this morning from uh, the fire marshal to tell me that uh, <clears throat> my business uh, had a fire. A devastating phone call is how John Dumphy learned his business. The oldest card shop in the Nashville area was on fire. It was devastating to me at first and very difficult because I've been doing it so long, 40 plus years, that um, I didn't know what to do. Shock took over when John walked into the store to find almost all of the collectibles heavily damaged. I don't want to look much right now. I really don't, you know. <clears throat> it's, too, it's too overwhelming to see. As we walked through the shop, what used to be a thriving local favorite is now a big pile of collectibles and merchandise laying on the ground, ruined by smoke and water. They found two wires that have been uh, burnt and and the covering of the wires was taken off. While the collectible shop is not a total loss, smoke damage affected more than half of the collectibles inside. I don't want to look much right now. I really don't, you know. <clears throat> it's, too, it's too overwhelming to see. On top of that, the shop has had many break-ins over the years, so John wasn't able to get insurance, making it even tougher on him to try to rebuild the place from scratch. But John doesn't plan on giving up just yet. It's been a love of my life. His hope is to have Cards Are Fun back up and running again sometime in the near future. Reporting in South Nashville, Megan Kernan, News 2. Uh, if you're interested, a GoFMe fundraising campaign has been set up to help start the business's recovery efforts. And just leave that up there for a second so people can jot that down, James. No, the, the GoFundMe campaign, thanks, yeah. Cards are fun, mm. TN, fire, and rebuild fund. And remember, he had to let his insurance lapse. Just wow. tragic. It's tragic. That's just hard to look at those photos because um, those are my favorite kind of stores um, where we were just talking about it, where it, it's so packed in there, so much stuff over there. Spent hours. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I could just, it reminds me of the card stores that I worked in when I was a kid where so much stuff everywhere. And as I was mentioning off, off the air, where it's like that musty smell where you smell cards and... Uh, just like sitting in boxes and just like dust collecting. That's what I like. It's like um, it's just like a treasure chest, and that's what that looked like—a treasure chest. And unfortunately, now it's you know it's just heartbreaking and tragic to see that all those years just gone. Absolutely, and it is. Absolutely hopefully, they can rebuild it, it. Hopefully, they can rebuild it. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Oh. Mm, that's tough. That's really tough. It really, really is. You know, when you see a story like that, and then we also talk about the crime stuff, um, you know, total opposite ends of the spectrum, but it just shows you what the hobby's all, you know, what's wrong with the hobby and then what's absolutely wrong with the hobby. It's, it's just crazy. Um, yeah. You know, after reading the story about Fanatics Live and our conversation about um, uh, ISO Commerce, I am really surprised. Um, and, and who knows? I mean, maybe that's still, you know, could be a possibility. It would just seem to me, why, if you're Fanatics, would you want to try to recreate the wheel from scratch when you could... Just buy someone, and a fully, a fully built out back end system. Yeah, with currently a bad name and brand. <laughs> well, <laughs> attach the Fanatics Live <laughs> brand to it with this already robust user base, mm -hmm. and 
reading the comments and the are the replies on the poll um extremely competent safe uh trusted mm-hmm. um platform um i wouldn't be surprised if if maybe we don't hear of ivan moving into a much 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 bigger house someday if maybe <laughs> you never know i mean Ivan, but, if you're watching, I'm I'm pulling for you, man. Sure. Fanatics, come on, Michael. Get a, Ivan, get a presentation together. Go see Fanatics, and you know it's not. I guess it's not coincidence that they hired somebody from Google, right? Right. So they, <laughs> it, it makes sense where they. I don't know the background of the gentleman that they hired, other than that he worked at Google. I don't know what he did there, but they obviously see him as someone who can build something maybe even better than what whatnot has out there or loop. Uh, I who knows what their plans are for this and how they execute it, but obviously starting with someone who is from Google um, can only mean maybe something cool or different or maybe they just copycat all already what's out there. Who knows? But um, I'm always interested in this stuff just because this is the way the hobby's going. And it's going to be around for a long time. And how people make it better, or I guess in some cases maybe make it worse. But it's interesting that this is just another way to sell and to make deals. And this is how the hobby's going. Um, It's just one big auction house. It's it's crazy. One of the things that... uh, you may not know is that we publish hobby happenings on gogts.net every Friday. Mm -hmm. And if you thought, Oh, I saw it yesterday. One of the things you might want to keep in mind is that uh, below each story in the blog post, we put the source link for each of the stories we talk about. So if you want to find out more about Nick Bell and what he did at Google, Tomorrow, you'll be able to click on the link to the Fast Company article on GoGTS.net and read more about that. Good. And update our poll question. (laughs) (laughs) With 285 people now weighing in. This is popular. Have you ever purchased anything from a live streaming platform, whatnot, loop the app, or... ISO Commerce and ISO Commerce leading the way. Yes, 46.3%. No, 33.3%. Whatnot, 15.8%. Mm-hmm. And Loop pulling up the rear at 4.6%. Again, about an hour left in the poll. And uh, if you haven't done so, please weigh in on that. We appreciate the nice sample size. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Looks like whatnot and Loop have some work to do to catch up with the popularity of ISO commerce. Interesting. Well, or maybe those a, audiences just don't watch GoGTS live. Possibly. You know, you mentioned coming up the rear. You know, no one always do that. You know, that can stink a little bit. You know. And I honestly, I don't think I saw um, either of those platforms retweet this. Which uh-huh. you would think that they would have wanted to. You would think so. But uh, yeah, interesting. All right. Well, well, you know, Ivan's there. He's just tweeting away about it. Yes, he is. yes <laughs> he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All right. Let's take a look at uh, this week's new product releases in our weekly hot in the shop segment. And uh, fittingly, with football in full swing as we head up to the big day. Uh, We're going to go to the gridiron with 2022 Panini Zenith NFL football cards. This came back after being tested, if you remember, in Chronicles a few years ago and now is a standalone brand. Every box of Zenith football cards is going to deliver one RPA, one additional autograph card, plus one base card, two inserts, and one rookie card. There's a 242 card base set consisting of 100 veterans, 100 rookies, and 42 RPAs, making them true rookies as they're numbered part of the base set, it seems Mm. like. 
Um, so yeah, look for rookie patch autograph, um, numerous swatches and numerous parallels all the way down to platinum one of one hunt regular patch autographs of NFL rookies, including Kenny Pickett, Brees Hall, Chris Olave, Aiden Hutchinson, and many more. Z jerseys is back in 2022 and it's bringing autographs. So look for more patch autograph content, the NFL's biggest stars. Hunt for red hot signatures from some of the league's brightest in spokes, lightning, and kaboom mm. inserts. Brand new Zenith Pacific, to, uh, I should say, brand new to Zenith Pacific Revolution, uh, classic 90s style insert. A case hit new SSP insert, Aloha. Yeah. And also brand new class presidents checklist is currently up on gogts.net and this is in stores and online retailers and breakers this week 2022 panini prism draft picks collegiate baseball cards delivers five autograph cards five silver prisms plus five unnumbered prisms three numbered prisms plus five inserts and two insert prisms in every box so this thing is loaded uh it's back and it's bringing along the hottest prospects in the 2022 class. Uh, talk about a true pop of color. The color blast insert is super rare and will only contain the hottest prospects in 2022. Also chase an additional super short print, Lava Flow. Look for these uniquely designed insert cards. Thunderstruck comes in all different colors and as well as having its own autograph set. Be on the lookout for this one-of-a-kind insert. Making its debut to uh, uh, Prism Draft Picks this is a new prismatic insert with a slick black background and a burst of rainbow color. This card is a must-have for any collection. And speaking of debuts, the Big Man on Campus insert is also making its way to Panini Prism. Look for different colors as well as autographed versions of this insert numbered as low as one. This year's Panini uh, Prism Draft Picks is loaded with color, 16 different parallel designs. There are a plethora of options for collectors and also collect a 220 card base set. The checklist is on the website, gogts.net. Check it out this week in stores. And from the diamond to the rink we go. I was surprised we didn't get this product actually as um, mm -hmm. I've already gotten a notification from Upper Deck that next week uh, we'll be breaking Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Nice. So several fans, stay tuned for that. But Synergy NHL hockey cards uh, from, and this is 2021-22. And so you're going to get eight yeah. base set red parallels. 50% mm -hmm. of these cards on average will feature a scratch off bounty code. Mm. Nine insert cards, three synergy FX cards, and three rookie journey and or synergistic duos in every box. Nice. This year's product is loaded with new content and expanded offerings. Some of those new expanded offerings. Well, before I get to that, let me tell you about the case hits. So cases are um, of which there are 16 boxes, mm -hmm. seven autograph cards. So just shy of one in every other box will deliver an auto. And mm -hmm. then three base set rookie SP red parallel cards, two star quest cards, two cast for greatness and seven wild cards. Nice. So the exceptional acetate insert set returns with a significantly expanded parallel lineup. The set is comprised of Star, Phenom, which are non-rookie standouts, 25 years old or younger, mm -hmm. and future rookies uh, subsets. There are seven parallels, four of which are numbered to 99 or less and are highlighted by the one-of-one one gold parallel. New mm -hmm. inserts this year, Star of the Show, postseason brilliance and synergistic duos mm. more expanded content offering the rookie journey insert set returns 
with different chase cards like draft, home uni, away uniform of each rookie on the checklist, as well as two all-new parallels, red numbered as low as $299 and gold numbered as low as $99. Mm. Synergy is also in stores this week. And yep, you guessed it. <laughs> checklist is up on GoGTS.net. That's always helpful, though, Rob. Absolutely. 2022 Topps Gilded Collection MLB Baseball Cards delivers one gold frame autograph card and one gold etched chrome autograph card in every box. Elegance and class reign supreme in this all-new premium product from Topps. The game's royalty of the past and present get to shine with a beautiful arrangement of golden flourishes. Build the entire 150-card base set of top legends, veterans, and rookies on gold-embellished version of the Topps Chrome design. This thing is beautiful. These are beautiful, beautiful cards. Uh, gold-framed Hall of Fame autographs, a beautifully designed gold-frame autograph card highlighting some of the most prolific Hall of Fame talents. Parallels are emerald, onyx, ruby, and platinum, numbered as low as one of one. Gold frame Hall of Famer plaque autographs, a tribute to Cooperta Cooperstown's beloved plaques. This gold frame design picks up the, ensh uh, the enshrinements with adding fresh flourishes. And again, the parallels are onyx, ruby, and platinum. Um, Topps, gold, Topps chrome gold etched autographs, pulling the newly gilded Topps chrome designs from the base set. Find the top rookies, veterans, and a beautiful mixture of gold and chrome. Blue, rose gold, red, and superfractor are the parallels. Um, also, Topps Gilded Collection cut signatures numbered one of one. Look for one, I'm sorry, look for limited cut signatures featuring some of the most prolific athletes and influential historic and pop culture figures. All right. So, as I was saying before, XSplit decided to crash. Um, some of you might be saying, hey, I thought I remember seeing something about Gilded Collection releasing in either late November, early December, and you did. Uh, the problem is the product was recalled by Topps due to a um, printing error on the packaging. So they recalled the product and had to unpack it all, mm -hmm. get the boxes reprinted, repackage it, and then reship it. And so that's why you saw it super briefly. <laughs> and why it'll now be available everywhere uh, where you buy sports cards. All right, next up, if you have been saying, you know, I really need to start a Floyd Money Mayweather collection, well, we've yeah. got a product for you, thanks to Leaf. So check this out. There's only 300 indiv individually numbered boxes produced of this project or of this product rather. And every box, you're going to get a signed boxing glove, a signed <laughs> replica championship belt. That's cool. An autographed trading card signed on card and an 11 by 14 signed photograph of Floyd Mayweather. Look for randomly inserted items that also include inscriptions as well. Very cool. Nicely done, Mr. Gray. 2022 Onyx Nimbus Multi-Sport Training Cards delivers two autographed cards signed on card, plus two base cards in every box, featuring an ultra-strong checklist featuring such standouts as Mike Tyson, Albert Pujols, Juan Soto, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Carl Anthony Towns, Katarina Macario, and so many more. Um, this looks like an awesome, awesome product from Onyx. Uh, as I mentioned, you get uh, a lot of great players, top baseball prospects, 2022 baseball first-round draft picks, Jackson Holiday, Drew Jones, Dylan Lesko, 2023 baseball projected number one and number two picks, Dylan Cruz and Chase Dolander. And also 2023 football projected first round pick, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Jackson Smith, uh, Jabba, and many more. Basketball future stars, soccer stars, incredible inscriptions on many cards, dual autographs, rare limited variation designs. All cards are hand numbered, 
All cards are sealed on a one-touch magnetic case, and all cards, on-card autographs. Limited production, only 175 cases produced. The checklist for this great product is on GoGTS.net. Check it out. Nimbus, really cool design. I like it. Nimbus, Nimbus, right? Nimbus. All right, that's going to do it for what's hot in the shop. All right, we're going to put Chris to work pulling those winners. Um, after he announces the winners, when we come back, we will announce the winner of our Twitch subscriber uh, exclusive giveaway of those Ultra Pro supplies samples mm -hmm. that we looked at last week. Uh, but while Chris is doing that, you guys do this. Anybody who collected in the 90s, and was a baseball fan, knew that the kid, Ken Griffey Jr., was absolutely everywhere in the hobby. Here's a pretty cool 90s flashback. Watch this. Who crushed a decade better than Ken Griffey Jr.? The coolest to ever do it, the kid was everywhere throughout the 1990s, as was his iconic upper deck number one star rookie. And though the essential checklist, think 89 Bowman, Donruss, and Fleer, offers plenty to like, today we're looking past the Supernova's first season and cracking the time capsule on its most coveted cards of the 1990s. After all, no era does nostalgia better than the 90s, and no swing looks better on cardboard than that of the kit. In the mid-90s, Griffey was approaching his peak, and Mantle was a hobby god. Pairing the two on a single card was simply madness. This one has it all. Legends who define their eras, on-card autographs, classic design, and even a dash of scandalous intrigue. Two additional auto versions were released. One with solo mantle signatures and one with solo Griffey signatures. This, of course, opened the door for forgers looking to complete the duo, further proving why grading and authentication is so important. The path to the low-numbered, rarefied sports cards was blazed by 1996 mere golds, and hobbyists were smitten. It didn't take long for the collection to eclipse 1993 finest refractors in value, propelled by what some consider to be Derek Jeter's finest card, and delivered Griffey Collectors an ultimate grail. Given its landmark low print run and stunning design, cards of star players rarely surface today. When GameU's relic cards arrived on the scene in 97, the biggest star in the game was on the box. Beautifully designed with Griffey in portrait mode, the significance of this hard to land insert cannot be understated or its value undersold. Today, the trend-setting chase card rides newfound interest as collectors lust over owning a piece of history. One of the kid's best cards caught the hobby off guard as Pinnacle slipped in this late edition set unannounced. In fact, many collectors didn't know of its existence for years. Sequenced in the spirit of 1997 PMGs, only 25 of 500 cards received the immortal Mere Gold treatment. Even less iconic players can be difficult to locate nowadays. Griffey's first jersey autograph card arrived in the wake of Upper Deck's 1997 Michael Jordan Game Use Autograph Jersey Card release. Tucked in a surprisingly horrible Series 3 product that fronted traded players and late call-ups, this on-card gem was a diamond in the rough. Fleer had the EX brand in a groove by 98 and delivered what many considered to be its finest set. With style points and production value that holds up and getting a boost from recent demand for its hoops counterpart, collectors are scrambling to complete this high-end set with Griffey's name at the top of the wish list. This card wasn't released to hobby acclaim, but it got there in the later innings. By the time most collectors fell in love with its low print run and bold design, the crusade was underway and has since enjoyed a renaissance with a modern brand revival and hoops and other sports. Parallel scarcity in its most elemental state was realized for Griffey Hobbyist in 98 with the debut of his first numbered PMG. Cool to the touch with shimmering Mariners inspired blues and greens, the card is a must for any cold-blooded super collector. 
extremely condition sensitive, expect a big premium on a higher grade slab. That's it for this one. A special shout out to Ryan Porter, Basil Abouzier, and the PSA Magazine crew for bringing this one to life. And though we stopped at the turn of the century, legendary Griffey cards sure didn't. I'm Jack Archer for PSA. Stay plugged into this channel for more videos on the way. Well, thank you, Upper Deck, for sending a second box of artifacts of artifacts for us we look forward to checking out falcon and winter soldier next week yeah. probably also catch up on a few panini products prayers to all those down in texas who have been dealing with those brutal ice storms mm. and uh thanks to james gale behind the scenes and you chris as always thank you let's see i think this is where i say We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. But in the meantime, you know what to be doing. Always be collecting. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night.